so how to think differently. I would say that first, we have to understand that life is a multitude of experience and events that we live and to which we give meaning. It's just easy to understand that we can both live the same event or fact and give a completely different meaning to it. I can see somebody smile to me in the street, understand it's an insult or it's a, just a, a way to say hello. And so this interpretation is uh, the way we give meaning to events. It means that it, it's, a, it's a story, it's an interpretation we create. And by creating stories, we can say that those stories shape our lives. They shape our sense of identity, they shape what we believe we are, they shape uh, our sense of possibility, which is a major point. They shape the way we perceive our future. So that's where we can say that uh, this is the core of what, what I believe, is that the, the future we imagine is the cause of the present. It leads to decision we make right now. A five-year-old boy or girl could tell us today what decisions they think they will make for their life according to the future they imagine or the non-future they imagine. I'll come back to that. The idea is that the key of, of the way we make meaning is, is the way we look at things and the way we look at things changes our experience of reality. So we believe... Um, that there, there, there is, if we, if we, if you take the image of an iceberg, there is below the surface something that we can call the worldviews. And the worldviews, our maps, might lead us to contribute to the creation of a certain reality outside. Now, I can say a mad land or a nomad land. So we, we create a world which is going to lead to massive assured destruction or a world which is completely different. So we are not outside of the picture. The way we think contributes to maintain a system and the stability of a system or to shift it. Each of us, depending on the way we see the world and our vision and perceptions, we make decisions every day to take an espresso coffee, <laughs> to go to the barn or the farm or whatever, or to go to a normal supermarket. And each of these decisions each point of view shaped the future in a certain way. So the idea is that we can uh, have the we have the power to change our reality if we consider that reality is the microcosm between our ears. It's our perceptions. So changing our reality, we have the power. I don't know if we use this word in English. We would say the agency. We have the creative agency. We can change the stories we tell ourselves, so we can change the way we shape. The world and how first there is what Jean-Louis has invented the altitude attitude which is the capacity to look at the way we look at things so in our mind to make uh, to as we say map our maps we understand all of us that the map is not the territory of course but the mental map is the way we shape the territory so we can make visible our mental maps which has an effect what seems so familiar starts to seem very strange. <laughs> and our routine, our habits are suddenly strange. And the idea is to make them completely strange, to recreate and regenerate completely our maps. The second point is this ability to think about the way we think. It might seem completely stupid, but we usually recruit other people to tell us what is right or wrong. Whereas I think that as a child, what we would benefit from learning is to think about the way we think so we could 
really choose a way to approach something and understand that this choice uh, is just one possible choice and that our what we call our truth are in fact just temporary truth, temporary perceptions, and that creates a lot of freedom. So mapping the maps, think about the way we think, and I would say that the, the, the third point I'm going to elaborate a bit more is on creative thinking. There is a creative thinking imperative, which is the necessity to just get out of standard answers to problems which are not standard. I heard the other day somebody say something that Jean-Louis told, told me a few years ago. If you think about a situation like the COVID, let's say, to make it clear, we call it a crisis well, let's imagine that you have, uh, we're just after New Year, so imagine you drank a bit too much. You might have a liver crisis. Now, you know there is a standard remedy to go back to the known situation. I'm not going to tell the remedy because I think that everybody knows. But if you have a liver condition, uh, you just have to change your life. Now, are we in a crisis, which is which supposes that with standard remedy, we will go back to the known situation? Or are we in a rupture or in a uh, sort of a new condition, which means that we have to think boldly and create something completely new? And creative thinking, in fact, is about making the hypothesis that we need new ways, new answers. We need to think not in incremental way, but in revolutionary ways to make a complete reconstruction of the way we think and to start to apply what Buckminster Fuller says, to change a system, you don't have to fight against the system. You create a new model, which makes the previous one obsolete. So it's not a solution we are looking for. It's a dissolution. <laughs> so there are a few things that might help to think creatively or meet the creative thinking imperative. One is escape critical thinking which is so easy. It's easier to destroy to destroy somebody else's idea than to create a new one. So that's one point. Escape realism, uh, rational realism and blindness. As we say, some, some people use reality as an excuse for not trying. There is always a reason for not trying. The second point is to escape linear logic and usual way we put things in boxes. The boxes are all categories and... Uh, for example, in university, old categories of knowledge, but life outside doesn't fit those categories. It's just our way of putting things into certain known representation. And um, that leads us to confirm the known <laughs> and uh, certainly to be blind to a lot of things. So that's what we call the problem of perception and of uh, well, feeling that we are intelligent because we know the answer. We are so much under pressure. And there is what we call in our map, the One Right Answer Saloon, which is opposed to the 2020 Vision Cafe. To say something like that, we, some people are completely locked into One Right, one right Answer Saloon. The third is the prison of repetition. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's, we need to escape this idea that we... Uh, function in what we call SOS, the same old solution all the time. The fourth is adversarial thinking. I think that we, we function a lot, and especially nowadays, I don't know if you've seen this 
pressure to just argue. And uh, some people just, there is a movie about COVID and everybody is, is against or for, and we need to choose a camp. So it's always adversarial. It's about position. I'm white, I'm black, I'm left wing, I'm right wing, whatever. It's just about taking position more, more and more. And position is not about exploration. It's a position you defend it. And exploration, you enter into a new territory, which is unknown, and you might change your mind and adopt a new perspective. So this is about parallel thinking, replacing adversarial thinking, and it's about water logic rather than rock logic. Rock logic, you understand the term. A fifth aspect of a creative thinking imperative is the use we make of emotions. I would say that it's not because we feel something that it is true. <laughs> we we, we, we misuse it. The, the intuition, for example, has a val, has a validity as such, but intuition is not the truth. An a priori, for example, all blacks are such, all Jews are such, or whatever the a priori is. An a priori is not the truth. It's just uh, something we believe, and sometimes we want to demonstrate before thinking it's already there, and uh, we tend to come back to that. So we propose a priori reflection pool. <laughs> just think about it. And also validate the idea that there are other sources of knowing that are valid as such, such as intuition or inspiration, that has to be taken as such for uh, an ingredient. Uh, I go quite fast into it. The, then there is something about creativity, which is the essence of it. It's the capacity to think conceptually. You know that in, in, in especially in Belgium, people say uh, concretely. So what do you mean concretely? And co the concrete is the the result of our own limitations. We have to be able to make a jump into abstraction and move up to concepts. There is a saying which says, vision without action is an awakened dream, but action without vision is a nightmare. So many people, in fact, are in the nightmare because they have four solutions instead of more. Challenge, the capacity to challenge is, is, it belongs to the creative imperative. Imagine you are in a corridor and this corridor is your habitual thinking and you don't see the side roads. Now we need to be able to understand that we only function with dominant ideas. For instance, one is growth, the story of scarcity, competition, profit, performance. This is a story which is dominating our times. Now we need to understand those stories and routine thinking and as I said earlier, make them exotic. <laughs> See that they are not the truth. They are just a habit and just an idea. And I have three more. Hope, very quickly. It's interesting to live in a world where uh, hope exists. So there is something called a deep aspiration within each of us. It's time to just connect again to that and make it part of our thinking about the future. Another thing which belongs to our world is to stop to see a tree without understanding that there are roots. And the roots for each of us are interesting because they are the main part of what we see at the surface. Now, if we imagine that everything that exists today has its roots, we're not saying it's good or bad, but it's interesting to understand where it comes from, even if it's not something we want. And the last thing I want to say is that we need to give up the myth, the myth of control. Now, I'm not talking specifically for COVID, but imagine you're going to ski and you are at the top of the mountain. You need to love gravity. But we need to love gravity and love to enjoy the fact that this world is not something that is under our control so that we can start to navigate into that. 
So that's what I want to say. It's about the, cre- the, the idea that this thinking behind everything we do is about the art of reperception, the idea that we can see without knowing, the idea that we can listen without downloading, the idea that we can explore without knowing and judging, and we can detect opportunities and see hope versus focus on risk and speak for the problems all the time. In this sense, thinking differently is resisting. It's resisting stupidity. It's resisting the the, the the fact that everybody seems to have an opinion without knowing anything or facts, it's resisting the idea that the future will be the same as the present, which is uh, very much something we'll talk about it later. And um, it's about freedom. Freedom.